Welcome, we're live, Young Jerks. Wow, we got a big show. Uh, myself, Mike Crawford right here. I'm trying to start my watch party. Here we go. Within the Young Jerks. I, I did that. Yeah. We got our little check marks to make sure we're doing everything right. Uh, All right. I'm, uh, Mike Crawford, the host. I'm sitting here with, uh, it feels like we got the team. What, what, what's that saying? We got the gang. We got back. the band back together. The band. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. We got the band back together today. Lauren Pespiza. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Oh, man, so much news, so much going on. I know, we don't even know where to start, but we're going to start with a phone call. That's right. From a uh, new city councilor-elect in Cambridge. He may be the youngest, I, I'm guessing. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Is he the young? Is he going to be the youngest Cambridge city councilor? He's, I don't actually know how old he is, but he's definitely like in my age range. So on the younger be. range. Probably a millennial, yeah. maybe? I think he's definitely we'll find out. Let's find out. He's on the phone right now. Yeah. I, we didn't expect i didn't we had him on the show way back and uh we were like definitely into his campaign everything yeah. about him um but honestly i didn't expect he was going to win like this and he did uh we have him on the phone right now uh Jivan, i probably said his name wrong jivan jivan uh, sobrino wheeler hi hi how, how bad did i mangle your name say it for us you you got it it's jivan sobrino wheeler thank Jeevan, you uh rhymes with steven yeah Excellent. And we, we suddenly have a lot of phone calls coming through. Everyone's yeah. watching us. All kinds of things are blowing up right I now. Know. I think it's because you're on the phone with us. <laughs> Seriously. Too much it's like winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Did you, you, you won in Cambridge. This was a uh, huge deal. Did you expect to win first time running to, to knock off an incumbent city council like this? I didn't take anything for granted. I you know, knew we had a, a lot of support. We knocked a lot of doors. I you know, knew our message was resonating from talking to people, but especially in a city like Cambridge that has ranked choice voting, uh, when people tell you they voted for you, that could be number one or that could be number 15. So I didn't uh, have any expectations going in and was yeah blown away on election night. Yeah, you got a lot of number one votes. People, uh, people on Twitter were like immediately upon the announcement of how many number one votes are like oh my god we think he won and people were freaking out it, it was a pretty uh, amazing campaign that you ran well thank you yeah uh, we uh, said, oh, sorry go ahead no you go ahead i was gonna say yeah i think i uh you know we um i'm a renter like two-thirds of cambridge residents so we have hardly any renters on the city council and um, you know i and one of the many folks that you know don't usually drive to work, walk or bike or take public transit and city where you know, tea and buses are dysfunctional. Red line both broke down and caught fire in the last six months. You know, buses are constantly uh, getting stuck in what you know the globe has said is the worst traffic it's ever been. And uh, but our current city council has free parking behind city hall. And <laughs> the messages we were focused on in the campaign. Uh, and you know in a city like Cambridge, uh, you know, there are a lot of voters for whom that resonates, and they turned out on November 5th. Well, I'm happy you won. I remember running into a lot of your canvassers while I was canvassing for Ben, who also ran on a similar platform, and, you know, I'm happy to see that uh, you won so that you can keep representing runners in Cambridge. Um, and, you know, congratulations. Uh, what, what do you think was the, like, most helpful for you for winning your campaign? Like, what do you think was the thing that did it? It was the movements for sure. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a member of Boston DSA. Um, right. So many DSA members came and knocked doors with us uh, in Cambridge. Um, Sunrise, we were one of two candidates. You know, Sunrise endorsed. Um, you know, I had uh, been a Sunrise member, calling, you know, Congress people to sign on for the Green New Deal. Um, we had you know, 
30, 40 Sunrise folks come out and help us knock doors for us. Um, we were pushing for a, a Green New Deal in Cambridge. And so it's just, you know, could not have possibly done it by my own. Um, it's just, you know, not me, us. Uh, that's what we've, you know, we're pushing for in Cambridge and are going to keep trying to uh, bring these movements into City Hall. If DSA, what does it tell people that don't know what that is? Sure, yeah. DSA stands for Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a member, Rashida Tlaib, um, more locally, uh, in uh, Somerville, Ben Ewan-Campen, and J.T. Scott uh, are members. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, in the Boston area, in Cambridge, everyone is a Democrat, it seems like, almost, right? And so uh, it's a way of saying, you know, not taking any money from real estate developers. Um, we're going to be you know, pushing for big change on housing justice and to improve these public goods, like public transit. Um, and you're, you're for rent control, too, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and Cambridge, you know, median one-bedroom apartment is $2,300 per month, uh, which is insane, right? I have three roommates because I could never possibly afford to live by myself. Um, I work at a nonprofit. I have friends who are teachers. We wonder how much longer we'll be able to afford to live here with these you know, middle-class jobs, let alone, you know, folks who are, uh, you know, working at a cafeteria. Um, this, it's Rent control is absolutely uh, a step on that. There are a lot of other steps we need to take too, but for sure, some you know, I know folks who've gotten twenty percent rent increases in well, one year. That's well, we, yeah, we're seeing fifty. Uh, we we went to a, a rally at Malden, where mm-hmm. a landlord bought a building. Uh, he owns hundreds of, or maybe even thousands of units or buildings in uh, Malden. He's one of the largest property owners there. And uh, he raised the rents 50% overnight to everyone <laughs> that lived there. Um, so this is happening a lot. Um, you're, you're, how old are you? Let me ask you that again. How old are you? I'm 27. 27. And you rent, which is unusual compared to what exists on the rest of the city council. How excited were the folks that worked for you, that supported you? How, how excited have, you know, what's the response been for you since you won this campaign Tuesday? It's been great. I uh, have been uh, catching up on sleep, figuring out how we're going to do all the work we've been done, but we have to have a big victory party. We had so, so many folks that knocked doors, helped us make calls, helped us write the uh, policy papers that are on our website. Uh, it's these folks who made this all possible for sure. And yeah, I hope they were happy and I hope they'll be happy, you know, the next two years when we're in city council, which is, you know, where the real change is going to be measured by. Well, we'll be watching for sure, and I'm really excited that you won too. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of funny. You're like younger than me. I know. That's <laughs> I awesome. feel like I, I know. That's awesome. I, I'm we're we're smiling today because yeah. like everyone, like a lot of people that we wanted to win won. Yeah, this election. it's it's, it's been, just like it's been a long run. We've been doing this show for a while. When we started, nobody won that we wanted to win. Right. We've been you know I've been to a lot of losing election parties. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, right? Like it was nice to go to some winning ones um, and to see that some other like friends and just sort of allies have won throughout the community um i yeah am, it was awesome to see yeah zach bears went in medford right was breeding went in alston brighton right. uh yeah there's you know some right to the city uh great folks in boston yeah it's nice to feel like we're not in this alone I mean, so yeah much of the problems are regional in, in this area so have some allies yeah and i'm watching you man like I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on you. I'm going to make sure that you do what you say. And, you know, like we're as millennials, you're representing me, even though I don't live in Cambridge. So, because, you know, if you, you know, what you do to exercise your power there, especially when it comes to housing is like really important to everyone in Boston. Now you have a say and, yep. you know, don't get bought out, stick to your guns. Uh, I, I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, just this movement work, I think is going to be huge too. I 
had the chance to bring meet AOC super briefly after she got elected, and things she said was she's most worried about is that the you know, movements would uh, they get elected and say, okay, you you've got it from here. Uh, we trust you, and we, we can't stop. Right, we've got to right. keep building this organizing, um, and that's what I hope we'll be able to do. Thank you, uh, Cambridge City Councilor elect. Javon Sabrino Wheeler. And I've got actually a funny story. Javon is actually the Jivon. person who taught me how to canvas. He did? Yeah, the first time I was out with Mike Connolly for the uh, Sullivan Courthouse canvassing. Yes. He was my canvassing buddy. Wow. Yeah, he taught me how to knock doors and talk to people. Which came in helpful this time. You yeah, did you know, and, um, you know, see, clearly I picked a winner to train me on this. So I appreciate, you know going out with you that day and you know uh appreciate you i really i'm excited to see what you do for like housing and stuff like that um and your plans and all you know we'll be following and and just keep keep at it and congratulations thank you yeah and i was glad i could you know help teach you how to canvas and <laughs> other folks as part of the campaign too because yeah it's more than work is more important than what any one person can do and so yeah yeah continuing to build these movements so yeah thank you again Thank you for uh, calling in. Is there anything that you want to kind of leave our audience with? Any announcements? Any party updates? Uh, anything? Yeah, we're going to uh, try to have a victory party next week or so. Um, yeah, keep a lookout online on uh, social media. And my website is Jeevan at vote, or my email is Jeevan at votejeevan.com. Anybody's trying to get a hold of me. And then on social media, it's uh, at votejeevan on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, let's keep pushing for these changes uh, starting January 5th or 6th, uh, the day of the inauguration. Perfect. And that's at Vote Jivan. J-I-V-A-N? Yes, thank you. Yeah, for many. Yeah, J-I-V-A-N is how you spell Jivan. Which uh, I follow you on Twitter and on Facebook and all those places. So definitely follow him. Follow uh, Jivan. Sabrina Wheeler, Cambridge City Councilor-elect. So you're going to take office in January now, is that correct? Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, first Monday in January. Awesome. We can't wait. We'll be, uh, we, we, we hope you uh, can come back to in the studio, especially, you know, when you're back in office and well, when you're in office yeah. for the first time, not back when you're, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? When you're in January, yeah, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, if you're coming by office. over the summer, yeah, I would, yeah, I'd be happy to come back as a, an elected official. Congratulations again. We're really excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a uh, city councilor from Cambridge, elect. Jivon Sabrino Wheeler. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, Jivon. Jivon. So, yeah. They're like Steven, but Jivon. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. And you know, it's he a, said that to me last time he came in. I, <laughs> I, I forget. It's Damn. also like a big shout out to like DSA for like the power they have right now. Um, like I've just seen them like move numbers and get people out there over the years, and it's it's like sort of a rising movement. And uh, and for younger people too. For younger That's people. That's what I, I think is uh, we're starting to see people of color. We're starting to see uh, women. We're mm -hmm. starting to see uh, the gay community and, and younger people really get out and organize and vote and canvas and door knock. Yeah, and, and it's nice because a lot of us Because these issues been, matter to us. Yeah, and we've been frustrated. Oop. We're going to take a lot of calls. We'll take this call. Who's on the phone? Hi. Who's calling? Hello. Hi. Who's calling? Do we lose the call? Hello? Yes, are you there? Hello, hello. Hello, can hello. you hear us? Quentin Vandervan. Hey. Hey, Quentin. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we yeah. can. Another city councilor calling. There we in. go. We didn't even expect this one. I we had confirmed 100%. So what's, we're, we're just doing an election celebration. We're really excited you won re-election. Was this for your third term? Woohoo! Yeah? <laughs> second yeah? term. Second term? It's only your second? I thought it was second, your... Second, second term. Okay. 
So you, this will be your second term. You're, you've been reelected. Uh, we're really excited because we talked about some of the the really important things that you've done and hope to do going forward. Um, tell us what you think this election was all about and what the win means for you. Well, I think it was about justice. It was about uh, taking action on climate change and about housing. Yeah, I think housing obviously was a big one. I mean, that's that seems yeah. to come up everywhere, right? Definitely. And, you know, Jeevan and I, we ran together as, a, as part of a team uh, with, with Charles Franklin and Nicola Williams and Ben Simon. And, you know, we, Jeevan and I and, and Ben as well were very explicit, very clear that we need rent control. We need some limits on how much of the rents are going up. And I think the voters have, uh, have pretty clearly affirmed that 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 is a priority at this point. I, I appreciate you supporting a lot of the, you know, younger, more um, housing focused candidates that you, you know, as an incumbent who had been elected uh, for a term, you know, you stuck your neck out and supported other candidates like Jivon and Ben and people that were like on the same platform, which hasn't always gone over well in Cambridge historically. And but you know what, the people have spoken and this movement's upcoming. So I really appreciate your support of them, you know. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it, it was pretty uh, natural for me. You know, I've been working with Sunrise uh, since I've been in office, and uh, also I'm a DSA member. So, you know, for me, it's it's really important. Um, you know, I've been a climate activist since I was 18 years old my, myself, which is already three decades ago. But you know, um, I still uh, feel that that passion, and, and I appreciate and support you know all the young people who are uh who are demanding a, a future for themselves you know and and they deserve that and, and they deserve to be represented so i'm happy that i was able to uh to support them in that and i think it helped too uh you know when i was out dropping lit there were people that answered the door or were out there that said oh is this is this quinton's new literature i want some of this and it had you know other candidates on it so you did give them a boost and you know like now you get to work with them which is amazing yeah, I really look forward to that, especially. <laughs> we'll talk about that because we, we just got off the phone with Javon, um, and he's a you know, you know younger millennial, a renter, and he's replacing an incumbent. Like, is this going to make a big difference by having one extra seat, kind of you know, for for the side for rent control for some of these other issues that you're talking about, or is it still going to be a big upward fight with the rest of the council? Well, you know, I think it will make a difference. I don't know how big a difference. Um, we'll see. You know, we have another uh, fairly young council member in, in Councilor Sabiti who's um, also reelected and, in fact, topped the ticket. And yeah, so she got I number one. Definitely, yeah, she finished first. Um, so I think it definitely bolsters that, that voice. Um, you know, rent control is, is a state-level issue right now, and so, you know, it's... It gives us a little bit more power to advocate at the state level, but ultimately it, it, has, it does have to be resolved at the state. We can't unilaterally institute that uh, in Cambridge, unfortunately, but, but where we can make a lot of progress is on uh, climate change and, and a Green New Deal. And, you know, Devin and I ran very explicitly on that platform, and I do think we'll be able to do even more 
and now that he's on the council. Now, there's a U.S. Senate debate tonight, probably happening right now um, in Stone, at Stonehill College, I believe it is, with uh, Ed Markey, and they're doing a rally yeah. uh, about climate change. Have you picked a, picked a candidate, whether you're going to support Ed Markey or Joe Kennedy or, or the other uh, person that's running the I, Senate so far? I, I endorsed Senator Markey when, when Joe Kennedy was just a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and he he appreciated that. He gave me a call the other day to uh, congratulate me on my reelection. So, um, you know, I, I think Senator Markey has been a phenomenal champion on the issue, and and he supported you know AOC when she came into the Congress and uh, you know put forward the Green New Deal resolution with her. So, you know, we absolutely have to send uh, Ed back to the Senate so he can continue that important work. Thank you so much, uh, City Councilor Quinton uh, Zondervan, for calling in. Uh, anything you want to leave our audience on the way out here? Well, I, I, I would like to uh, think that this election gives people a little bit of hope, you know, that the, the voices of young people are, are being heard and that we really are um, taking action on climate change and housing. And that their vote counts. And, and transit. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And how, how close some of these races were, too. I mean, there, the, uh, even in Cambridge, it, it wasn't many votes between who, who got on the board, you know, city yeah. council and who didn't, as usual. But in other cities and towns, we saw the same thing. It seems like Cambridge always has competitive elections, but uh, it seems like it kind of happened in other cities, too, now. Right. So. Yeah, it, it, is a, it is a transformation. You know, we're seeing a new wave of, of people coming into office and, um, you know, it's it can be a little bumpy along the way, but I think the, the direction is clear. Awesome. Uh, congratulations. We're really excited that you called in, and we're even more excited that you got reelected to your right. second term. We can't wait to see what you do next. You're, I, I feel like you're the... Uh, I don't know how to say this, the soul of the Cambridge City Council at this point. He's like and, the And the scientist. He's re and you're also someone who will like say, you know, why can't we do this? Like right. we talked about the gas issue. That was one of the ones where I started thinking too, uh, just talking to you and hearing some of your ideas. I can't wait to see what you do in the next uh, term here. Thanks. I appreciate that. I, I look forward to serving a second term. Thank you so much. Thank you, Quinton. I feel like you're Thank the leader you of the new guard. Yes. This. Like, it's like this whole yeah. new wave of, like, you know, progressive uh people representing us so and, thank you and, for yeah, helping and, bring and, others in and thank you so much for always being you know answering our call yeah. you're, you're always available to the, to the press and to us and just the people so i really appreciate that as well in your time absolutely that's that's my job and i love you guys love being on your show so anytime thank you city council quentin that's what we call him just quentin quentin he's like madonna now. qz <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of calls lined up. We're hoping, uh, again, this is Mike Crawford uh, sitting with uh, Lauren Pispiza. Hey. Yes. And we have, uh, so far we've talked to two city councilors. One is a city council-elect, means he was just elected. He'll be in office in January now. And the other is uh, a sitting city councilor who got reelected. Friend of the show. Yeah, both friends of the show. And we're psyched they're both going to be on the city council yeah. in January. Maybe we can live in Cambridge again after Jivon, all. Jivon. Jivon. <laughs> Jivon. Jivon. And uh, Quinton. And Quinton. Yeah. Jivon and Quinton. Almost rhymes. Now try the last names. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Not right now. Because we got a lot more. We got other yeah. last names to screw up. I Julia. Know. I've been screwing Julia up that Mejia. one. Julia Mejia. 
Yes, I think I got right. I've screwed you know, it up. You so. know, I think I finally got it right because I, I had to listen to the name pronounced correctly and incorrectly all week on in local media. Yeah. They had to say her name. Uh, I think we have her maybe on the phone right now. Let's see who's on the phone now. Hello. Hi, it's Julia. Julia. Wow. <laughs> Yay. What's up? Have your ears Yay. been ringing? We were just talking about you and talking about how we're hearing your name all over the media. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I've become an overnight sensation. You have. City <laughs> yeah. councilor-elect at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, for now, I won, you know, we won by 10 votes, and it just goes to show why it is so important to vote and how every vote really does matter. And so it's a blessing in disguise and such an amazing opportunity to really help drive home that message, you know? It's amazing. Uh, you, you, we watched you just bring home that election where I think a lot of people didn't expect it. They, they really didn't expect it that, you know, and then they saw it happening like on Twitter and on Facebook. I saw it, I mean, on, I saw it on Tito Jackson's Facebook live. I was like, are you messing with me, Tito? Did she really win? <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, is this for real? And I, I actually announced it at the Liz party and everyone started screaming like, yes, Julia won yeah. too. So congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. What has the response been? Cause again, uh, just to remind everyone, you came in earlier on our show several twice now, and you talked about how you, um, were the first in your family to go to college, buy a house. Your mom was an uh, undocumented immigrant. Am I right on that? Yeah, I was also the first in my family to graduate high school. So, you know, it's a big deal. And I'm, God willing, I'll be the first Afro-Caribbean Latina, the first immigrant, the first of many, right? And for me, I've always said that this, this since the inception of this campaign, it really wasn't just so much about winning. It's the how we win that really mattered to me. And... You know, we set out to engage the least likely, and we have. And I feel really good about our work, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think you should definitely feel good at this point. Yeah. I mean, the response must have been, even that night and since then, have, I mean, you must be overwhelmed yeah. at this point. Are you overwhelmed a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, my heart is so full because everywhere that I go, I'm bumping into people saying, you know, I never voted, but I voted for you for the first time ever, and I feel like my vote actually counted. Um, you know, so it's that sentiment that really fuels me because I know that was our message, you know, just helping people understand how important they are in this process. It's just been incredibly overwhelming and humbling to come across so many people who, who feel uplifted, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I, we're, we're beaming over here. We're really excited that, uh, <laughs> with this election results and, it seemed like a lot of the best people are winning now and, and running, and it's a really exciting time. Yeah, I mean, we still got a few yeah. more to get out of there, but. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but, I'm, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. And now, now the issue, you know, in Boston, I think every, the reason your name has been announced so often, it's funny because after myself mangling it over two shows, your last name, now I had to listen to it in the rest of the media, and some of them got it right. They pronounced it right, and some really did not. Uh, so, Julia, you're, you they're, have to pronounce your name all the time. Say your name on you know WBZ Radio and TV and Fox 25 because there's a 10-vote difference that you mentioned between yourself and yeah. uh, Alejandra St. Guillen. Um, there's, prob there's a recount. There's uh, signatures being gathered. It's going to be a big process. 
Um, how long do you do you know how long this is going to take? Because that's the question that always comes up for everyone wants yeah, to know when can I mean, we. We won't know. We won't know if we're going to have. You know, we'll know on Friday. Um, you know, we have until Friday to get all of our signatures in, and um, we we will know. We'll have a better sense of where the numbers are landing um, soon, and then I believe. Um, Hopefully, we'll know by Thanksgiving. Wow. So, it could be a couple more weeks. So, I have seen a lot recently about people going out and getting signatures on petitions. Right. What are they signing up for? Like, if I sign your petition or Alejandra's, like, is that the same? What, it, what is that actual signature doing? It's um, to it's a petition to um, have a recount. Okay. So, both so of you need to get it? Yeah, I mean, Alejandra's doing hers and we're doing ours, you know, um, we're both collecting signatures. You know, we've never been through this process before. We just are doing it just in case. I see. Um, you know, um, but we, you know, this is something new. I feel like we're running another new campaign, you know, from collecting signatures to raising money to getting volunteers. I just feel like it's a, a mini campaign all over again. And what happens if just, what happens if somebody doesn't get signatures? Like what is the the need for them? What does that mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no one seems to know. Point, like, no one knows. Welcome to Boston. So, yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I, I am just going with this wave. I'm just really encouraging everyone to remain positive, you know, because this, is a, this isn't about me or Alejandra, right? This is really about democracy and um, going through this process because it, it is important to make sure that every vote is counted. And so um, that's what the work is about. And so I'm really encouraging everybody to, you know, to focus on that. I really like that, too, that you both have been really positive throughout this really? there was a recount a few years ago at another race in boston where it wasn't so positive and uh you two have been really have you know so commendable with everything on the line with the uncertainty with all that you both put into this it just uh it's really awesome to see yeah again i mean i think it, for me i go back to when we first started this campaign i've always said it was it wasn't just about winning it was the how we win that mattered to me and this is and this is part of that process and it really sets the stage for you know 2020 and 2021 and all the future elections um, particularly in low-income communities so it really helps support the work that we have set out to do um, so who knows what's gonna happen and whatever happens you know we're committed to the work Oh, we're we're so excited too. We're rooting for you. Yeah, we and, are rooting you know, for you. Uh, I'm gonna be signing your sheet when it comes around in my award. So you got me and my roommate oh. signatures, even though I don't quite know what they do. But <laughs> and you did vote for her, right? I Laura? did. Vo I did vote for her, but I, I voted. voted for I you. vote for Alejandra too. So yeah. there you, <laughs> you know, there's Who, who's on the line? I don't even. Who's on the line with us? Uh, Lauren Pespiza. Hi. Hi, I how are you? Yeah, we should have introduced you. Yeah. I, I, I thought you might know. Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't uh, met Julia, actually, but I've been a big fan since I saw you on Mike's show the first time and, um, you know, texted all my friends, like, with a list of who to vote for. Cause, and Thank so, you know, they trust me. But, and, yeah, yeah. You know, when, when the sheet comes around, actually, Lee's, Lee Nave Jr. is going to stop by uh, and 
get my roommates and I to sign everything for you so we can get this show on the road with the democracy and the recount and just your grace has been extremely inspirational for what you've been going through you know you think after elections you win you're not pulling your hair out over it anymore but this is so stressful right (laughs) like it is it is you know I have a nine-year-old daughter right and so she's watching everything and so for me it's really about how I model behavior not just for my daughter but for everybody else in the community like you know things politics doesn't have to be nasty right that's for like they call it right so i think that it's really important for us to um to to do so and more and more than that is that you know i think that oftentimes things you know there's a threat of things getting taken out of context and and folks you know not understanding the why and so it's really important for people to understand the depth of this and the the opportunities that it presents itself right and so it's never really been about me, you know, this has always been about activating folks to participate. You know, there were a lot of people who had never voted ever, who voted for the first time and felt like their vote really mattered. And, you know, people who had never worked on campaigns before that volunteered. And so I really want to keep that energy going because there's too much work to do in the city of Boston to allow something like this to put any, you know, to dampen our spirits, right? So, yeah. And it's just great as like a woman to see other women treating each other well throughout all this. Just, you know, like it's, it's, you know, I like to see that like we, we, we can, we are not stooping to anything and everybody's like, you know, holding it together and like being, believes in a bigger cause. And like, it's, it's just, it's just inspirational. So it's, it's hard, I'm sure, but it's, you know, it it means a lot to see the way you're reacting to it and the way you're treating the situation. No, it's important. It really is important because the work is going to continue regardless of what the outcome is. And I think it's going to be a tell to tell moving forward, right? And that this is going to set the stage for future elections. And I think that that is the blessing in disguise. And I, that's how I see it. Yep. And, you know, um, the only thing that what makes it challenging is that, you know, we have to raise money, we have to get volunteers, we have to get signatures and, the work continues, and we're all really exhausted. And now it's cold. But, um, and now it's colder, right? <laughs> and, it's, and it's getting darker. You know, it's darker now. It and is. so it's just, you know, it's a, it's a little bit harder. But, again, you know, this is this is part of the process. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy and hopeful that it's going to we'll, we'll, we'll find out hopefully by Thanksgiving so that everybody can enjoy Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah, yes. definitely. We can't, we can't wait to uh, find out the results. And again, uh, congratulations on your campaign, Julia Mejia. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I have to say, as, like a, as a first-time candidate with no political background, like, like I've never worked in city government and I didn't have the major, you know, I didn't have the big heavy hitters on my side, if you will. I think the fact that we've come this far speaks volumes to what is possible. Like, and it goes to show that anyone can do this, right? So that um, it's inspiring other people to decide to to run for office. I think we're changing the face of what right. um, politicians even look like and sound like. And I even think that this is an opportunity to revise the job description <laughs> because um, I, I just it's really about change. And I think that. It's long overdue, and I'm really looking forward to whatever happens. 
Yeah. Me too. We're I'm, really excited. I, I we we can't even like I don't know. I we're, can't we can't contain ourselves. Yeah, we're really happy. <laughs> it's just uh when I saw the election results that night, I was just like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so again, I think we're probably more excited than you are, Julia, at this point. Seriously. <laughs> What's going on? Someone's yeah. Going on? I, I feel like my mom, let me just tell you, you guys know that she became a U.S. citizen and then a super voter. Um, and when she learned that we won, she was beside herself. I mean, she and I both cleaned the same offices together. And so it was such a, it was bittersweet. It was like an amazing win um, for her to see. And so that, you know, is deep in my heart. And Regardless of what happens, the fact that I was able to witness that um, is a memory that I will always have in my heart, you know? Yes. It's amazing. It's, it, it, you know, yeah. for, for her and, and younger generations, look, I mean, I can't imagine some of the, we, we saw like some of the children in the videos and yeah. how yeah. excited they are that she just won. And, and I just can't imagine for your mom, but also, you know, kids that are just seeing that, like you said, and anybody has a yeah. shot now and regular people like just i know like you're speaking for us like you know and it's yeah i i came across i went to you know i i don't stop working right i'm a workaholic right so <laughs> on thursday or wednesday i can't keep up with my days anymore i went to uh wednesday thursday i went to the black and brown um state legislators um caucus and there was a hearing on issues that were impacting communities of color and so it was great to be there and, and everyone was really excited. I bumped into a young woman who had voted for me and um, she had voted like at 754 and she was like, oh my God, it was so like for the first time that my vote really mattered, you know? Um, and so people who were excited to vote for me that I bumped into, I went to an event last night and I was like, oh, can I take a picture with you? You know, it feels really good. It feels really good. It feels really good. And I think that yeah it should it should feel good uh, again I, we congratulations so much and thank you for calling in on your first weekend after the campaign's over after you won and you're yeah. still in like we said the campaign's not even over because now you have to collect signatures for this recount but you won yeah. by 10 votes in this first count and uh you're this what, what we're calling the boston city council uh elect and we really do hope you get into office in uh, January. And no matter you. what, you've done so much already. It's an amazing run. And congratulations on everything, Julia. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity. And I also want to thank the listeners, Mike and you, for giving me an opportunity to connect with folks. I got a lot of support from those who listen to you and all that good stuff. And I hope that you will continue to invite me back oh, regardless definitely. of what happens, you know? Yes. <laughs> I would love to have you on no matter what. So, yeah, yes. I want to continue. I want to continue. And I'm remaining positive. I, you know, 10 votes is 10 votes in my heart of our hearts. We won. And so let's just make it official. And regardless, I would love an opportunity to continue the conversation and continue to be engaged in the right conversation in terms of the work. Always an open door here for you. Yes, yeah. definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's make it happen. We will. And Ag thank you, Mike, for like putting her on and like having me know about her too. You know? Yes. Like I saw that. And I was like, oh, man. Now, uh, now I'm blushing. Everyone's thanking me. I can't uh -huh. deal with this. You guys, you ladies <laughs> got to stop being mean to me. That's what I'm used to. Okay, Mike. <laughs> tell, me, tell me all my shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. 
thank you. Uh, again, as Julia Mejia, we're really excited. She's the Boston City Councilor-elect. You saw her all over the news this week, and uh, we're really excited because she's all about the issue. She answered every question, came in twice on our show, made time for us, and we saw what she was doing with the door knocking. And thank you again, Julia, so much. Uh, yes, she did. We lost her, which is good. We finally... Uh, we're going to transition because we have a lot of calls to get to. I, yeah. think, I think we may have Liz calling in. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We're, we're, we're on the fly. We, we've already we've announced that we're going to have three people on the show, and we've already taken three calls, and all three of them are winners. So we've got at least one more, Amanda Linehan, and we'll see who else calls in. Who's this on the line right now? Sorry. I went through a dead zone. Oh, that's all right. Is this uh, Julia again? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, was, I went through a well, we were actually about to wrap it up because we were, go we were going to go to our next caller, actually. Okay. So it was actually a perfect okay. time. Thank you so much, Julia. Okay. Thank you for your okay. time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Now, now we get to ask Murphy, don't you look at the calls when they come in? Don't you have phone numbers? No? Or he, like, he, he's got no mic. I do. I do. But, yeah. right. you know, right. sometimes come on. Come on. Uh, it just they, they get through. All right. Uh, our phone number, 617-702-2542. If anybody wants to call in and with any questions, concerns. Any other winners. Yes, and winners. my district. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, if you ran for office and you won and you want to call in because this is the day to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're expecting a call at 6 p.m. from uh, Amanda Linehan, uh, who also won in Malden. Uh, city councilor, she's a ward councilor now, elected Malden. She won by a little more than 10 votes, but not many more. It was like, I think, 30-something votes. So her race was also very close. We're gonna, and she came on the show uh, a couple weeks ago with Julia, actually. Nice. So we're going to hear from her as well. Um, but I also wanted to mention some other things this week. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should talk about the election, though, a little more. Like, uh, who, who, who were your big surprises like anything you were really surprised about with the city election um, on Tuesday? well so one of the things in my district Austin Brighton it was uh, an open seat so there was a lot of uh, you know it was a competitive Contested. race and you know I was first supporting Lee Nave Jr. who we had on the show a lot but we all love Liz Breedon she um, you know was way better than Cashman Craig Cashman Re yeah exactly you know and and uh you know seems to be supporting ordinary people regular renters rights and stuff and you know she won by a landslide it's like everybody who came off of Bowser everyone who came out for Lee Nave Jr. all backed up her and we did the work it was work. a huge win it was a huge win like we knew immediately I expect she was gonna win but uh I didn't, I, I didn't expect it to be that big I honestly the thing is it was like two to one right you know it's just proof that signs don't vote because right. there was a lot of Cashman signs in my neighborhood and uh, that did not indicate the winner and you know he was graceful he came you know he we all live there and you know he lives in the neighborhood so um, he came over really early in the night to congratulate her and it was just this sort of glorious win for the community because now we have somebody that has our back now we have somebody that you know represents renters and you know cares about students and cares about you know working families and is also an lgbt community member and a woman and it's just like historic and the joy in that room was really nice you know uh to see and you know i would i would uh love to have her on as a guest sometime or you know hear from her um we may get her on the phone you're, you're yeah aren't you texting her right now yeah i don't know liz if you feel like calling give us a call we want to congratulate you all right we had some interesting comments here all we right. got a lot of people watching us too it looks like uh a, 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 a good amount 
Um, yeah. Do you want to hear the positive comments or the kind of creepy comments? Uh, let's, go, let's start with positive. Positive. <laughs> Good vibes Great only. Great start to the show. Loving the upbeat attitude. Yeah. Do you want to hear the creepy or not? Oh, we'll take the call. Well, let's ignore the creepy for now. Yeah. <laughs> Who's on the you? telephone? Save us from the creepy, whoever is on the phone. That's creepy? Yeah, there's a creepy comment. Kind of. Maybe they want to see my shirt off. I don't know. <laughs> Who's on the okay. phone right now? Miss Braden. Wow. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you all? Good. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How are you doing? How, is, how have you been? Has your phone been blowing up lately since you won? Oh, it's been quite incredible. Um, uh, it's really quite, uh, I'm in sort of a daze. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, an astounding win, so uh, I, I was expecting it to be close, but it really, really didn't turn out to be close at the end of the day. And uh, it, it, this is Mike Crawford, too, my first time ever talking to you. Uh, Liz, I'm really excited that you won. We, we definitely were supporting your campaign. Uh, you know Lauren, of course, right? I know Lauren, yes. yes. Lauren. Yeah, I'm her constituent now. Yeah, you I'm voted for her. I'm and, very and, excited and, about yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the big issue, like, because you did win by more votes than people expected. Why do you think that is? Um, well, I think people are very concerned about the housing issue. And that was my number one issue right from the get go. When I started way back in January, that was my number one issue. Uh, and it really resonated with people on the streets and on the doors. And, um, I made a decision to run a a community-based grassroots campaign that was largely funded at the local level um, and not to take money from big developers. So I think that also resonated with people. It was, you can't sort of speak speak up and speak out uh, on the development issue if you're, if you're taking a lot of money from developers. So that was something we decided not to do. Which is um, awesome. I love that. That That's become a big yeah. issue, like in different cities in Cambridge too. We we talked about that with some of the existing incumbents versus some of the other mm -hmm. folks. But um, you know, one of the questions that came up about your campaign, Liz, is someone uh, on Twitter. I think it's Scamwell Tarley, maybe. I hope I'm not quoting the wrong person, but they note they noted that you didn't get quite as many of the big name endorsements. No. But after the fact, they all seem to love you now. Why do you think that is? Why didn't they, the, the kind uh, of political establishment, back you? Running against a really well-connected establishment candidate, um, I think people were hedging their bets a little um, and not wanting to step out of line. Um, I, I really, um, I didn't have many big-name endorsements um, but that said, we ran a really, really gutsy grassroots campaign. And uh, what we didn't have in endorsements, we had with uh, really plucky, dedicated local volunteers who put in hundreds of hours of time knocking doors and making, I think, we, I, I can't even guess how many telephone calls, like I'm thinking like 70,000 telephone calls. Wow. Um, you know, it was, a, it was really gutsy. And uh, so what we didn't have in endorsements, we had uh, people. We had um, and, and and the endorsement from the Boston Teachers Union was huge. Yeah, because 
that really was a big one. And uh, when when we said we were endorsed by the Boston Teachers Union, that was a clincher for a lot of people. So, um, and I'm very very proud to to get that endorsement. And I'm going to work very hard for our public schools in the city. Um, so that that was it. Awesome. I, I'm really excited that you won, uh, especially, you know, doing Alston Brighton. I feel like proud to live in yeah. Brighton now. Right. Um, you know, like it feels like the left really came together out in Brighton and, um, you know, saw through the typical run of the mill status quo candidate versus the candidate who will actually listen to us and like work for us. And I'm just proud of everyone who came out to vote for Liz and proud yeah, of. And yeah, and an intergenerational uh, shift because we have a we have a large number of um, progressives who are of an older generation, and then we have a whole a whole uh, a whole new mass group of young progressives who every and and women turned out. That's right. Um, no, it was huge, and it was really really exciting on election night to see. To stand out at the Holman Library or Jackson Man, that see, see hundreds of young people coming in to vote, and because in municipal off-year municipal elections, when there isn't even a mayor's race, sometimes turnout in our neighbourhood is abysmal. But I would say we, I would say I was very, very impressed with turnout and very, very grateful because we increased turnout over the preliminary round. Um, uh, it was just short of five thousand. And I think in this round it was um, like six. It, it was like sixteen hundred more people came out to vote. Wow! Than, than in September, and and that was that that was incredibly important in to us being able to win. It's amazing. Um, it was a rainy day too. Yeah, it, it was a rainy day. <laughs> wasn't a fun day. Um, but it was. It was fun because yeah. thank God. Uh, they, I, I'm just. I don't know. We're, we're speechless today because everyone calling us is everyone we supported. Yeah. They all won it's... and we're really happy, which, you know, when we, we, Lauren and I used to co-host this show all the time. And when we first started, nobody that we ever supported won. I know. It was <laughs> and like, now oh, everyone's man. winning. So Yeah, it, it was like, I think uh, your election party was the first winning election party I've been to. And that was, <laughs> that felt nice. I enjoyed that. You know, I, I tend to side with the underdogs just because, you know, I'm, I don't have a lot of money and I want yeah. people that no, care about me to <laughs> represent me. And then just to have you walk in and everyone cheer and we knew, and it's just like, I'm so proud to live in Alston Brighton right now. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it in the future. Just, just see yeah. what happens. And we've, we've got work to do. We've got a lot of work to do. That's but, true. Um, um, as I said, you know, I'm going to bring people with me, you know, the voices of the community are coming with me to city hall. And um, we've got big issues to tackle um, all across the city, but with big issues to tackle specifically in Austin Brighton. So right. I'm looking forward to getting to work and building a, a, a broad coalition across our district to to support that agenda. Yeah, and you know, and I'll, I'll be I'll be watching you too. So <laughs> about it. <laughs> so yeah, we need to build, build on what we've achieved right now and and build a broad coalition to get a really. Um, to get things done absolutely um and actually i would like to speak further with you on that and how we can help um in my community to help renters uh, i know there's a few different coalitions going on that i've been following that really uh, have been active and um i just hope you stick with them and stick with us and like keep siding with renters because yeah you know oh i think one of the one of the mistakes that progressives make is that they separate 
like um, I think we have to build a strong coalition of owner renters and owners in the right. neighborhood because we have lots of owner people who live in their homes but they rent out their second apartment and stuff like that. But you know, to try and, and build unity because what happens is we we sort of get splintered into smaller Group. divisive groups and right. then, then then we get rolled because right. we, we we dilute our power by uh, by not sticking together. I think we have to stick together and try and have a have a conversation about how we can all work together to make it work for renters and owners in the neighborhood. Right. And there are uh, a lot of owners too. Um I'm one. I'm not in the neighborhood, but I'm an owner now. Yeah. So oh, I'm congratulations. I mean, yeah. I big mean, shot over there. Our family, yeah. Yeah, so, nice. So anyways, um <laughs> you call me. <laughs> you own a home now. Six one seven seven oh two two five four two is our number. Um but we're we have on the phone right now City Councilor elect from Boston. Boston City Councilor elect uh Alston Brighton Liz Breeden. Liz Breeden. She just won on Tuesday, a, a huge win. It was it wasn't even close. Um, Liz, you've been talking about housing. What what are you like housing priorities? What do you want to see get done in January well, when you're? Um, I really want to work on in- increasing the inclusion and de- inclusionary development policy to make it up to tw- at least twenty percent. Um, you know, Cambridge and Somerville have done that, and the world hasn't ended. So I really feel that. We, we need to, of all the new development that's coming down the pike, and there's a lot of it, and there's a lot has happened already in Austin Brighton, we need to insist on 20%. Um, you know, let's share the, let's share the bounty here. <laughs> let's, 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 and then also to have, within that 20%, to have a spread of, of affordability, different levels, because right now it's pegged at a very specific level that, that's fairly high, fairly, it's not really that, it doesn't reflect um, the earning capacity of a lot of people in the neighborhood, so it's still on. It's unaffordable, affordable housing, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah, that's what do. I always say. We do. People are either make too much or too little for affordable housing. It yeah. seems like. But they need a better spread. Like some people who earn a little more. If you're two professionals in a in a uh, who want to get an apartment, then maybe you've got a little more. But then other people have a little less. So just to make it more. To, to make the criteria broader so that more people can actually qualify and then to have more units available. How do you get more units available? That's the big question. Well, there's, you know, they're building thousands and thousands of units in our neighborhood. And so it's not, it's not the want of supply. It's really, a, a, it's really to get them to make a, a commitment to increase the inclusionary development policy. And, but then that would be really, that's really where we need to start and push because the mayor is the person who sets that and decides on that as well, so we need to we need to make sure that he hears loud and clear that that's an important issue here. Have you heard from him since you got elected? He called me on election night to congratulate me and um, invited me to have a conversation with him when the dust settles. So I look forward to meeting with him in a few weeks' time. Awesome! Thank you so much for calling in. Congratulations too. And hopefully we'll be able to continue our conversation yes. uh, in the future. Yes, we would you know love to have you. <laughs> you yes. got me on speed dial. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much All for right. calling in, Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You, you too. too. That's right. city councilor elect Liz Breeden. Uh, I know. I feel like I'll be talking to her soon. So yeah, you have her on speed dial. She's my rep now. So. Yeah. That's awesome. I I, 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 that was so We didn't cool. even expect it. No, she we, just we didn't expect us, her or like, Quentin to call in. Yeah. We've just... had some amazing calls. We're yeah. getting all the uh, 
big time politicians not big time Paul, but the, you know big the, time to us yeah big They're time to us to me, the important like, people <laughs> yeah. the ones that like are new yeah. they're all new newly elected people that y- you never would expect to get elected that's what's happening locally and it's 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 so much it's so important to focus on the local elections i've learned over the years as an activist because like this stuff affects your daily life it does more than you know uh, the cost of rent yeah it's just like daily the traffic li- right it, i like, mean this is important stuff i plan to live cannabis in- policy we, exactly. we talk we haven't even mentioned that today but right. we always do yeah. uh, <laughs> a couple things i want to you know number one throw our phone number 617-702-2542 if you want to call in any comments questions we were mentioning the creepy comment. I'm going to read it now. Oh, boy. We'll get back to it. Just hear me out. This is Casey on uh, on our Facebook page. Oh, Let's geez. widen the show's demographic by doing the podcast topless. Now, does he want to see me topless? Do you want me to? <laughs> I think that should be special for Patreon donors only. Yeah. Uh, You're going to have to pass yeah. a lot more, dude. Yeah. <laughs> number one. And, and number two, we have a lot of listeners today. We don't need it. No, we don't, we need, don't need it. We don't need it. We got... The seriously, there. we had... Uh, a, a, you know, Cambridge City Council elect, all star Jeevan uh, Sabrino Wheeler call in. We also had uh, Julia Mejia call in, who's been on every TV network over the last week. We also had uh, also another one who's been on every TV network, Liz Breeden. Liz Breeden came in. We win. got like, we, we, had, we had two lined up. And we, and got oh, we also so far. had, and we had Quentin. And we in. had Quentin. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've had four electeds call in tonight, and we're probably going to have a fifth one from Amanda Linehan. Who else? Who knows? Maybe Obama will call in. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't even know. I'm not. Vermin you know. Supreme, where you at? <laughs> well, he could call in, but I'll, yeah. you know, let's, let's like let's Obama keep... will never call in, but oh. you never know. Barack, I'm calling you today. Yeah. Eventually, uh, that, that's that's my dream interview right there. I think you want to interview him Obama? or Eddie or Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Or Kirk Minahan. We'll talk about him tonight, maybe. Who's who's on the line? Or maybe MHP. I got a lot of dreams. Wow. Who's on the phone tonight? Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. It's Amanda Linehan. Oh, my God. Hi. Hello. City. <laughs> How are you? We're going to make sure we introduce you right. You're Malden City Councilor elect Amanda Linehan. You got it. Wow. Amazing. And you won by how many votes? Just 31 votes. It was unbelievable. 31 votes. And, and you sat next to Julia two weeks ago in our studio, who won by yep. 10 votes. I couldn't believe that. You know, when the dust settled and keeping up, keeping up with my own race and I checked her results, I could not believe that. That is so intense. It is. And so it, she's going through a recount in her district and, and you know, the at-large uh, city council in Boston. They're going to recount every ballot in Boston for her race. Uh, is there any talk uh, in, in your, you know, your district and uh, what do we call this? It's not a district, a ward. Your it's ward. ward, yeah, ward three. Um, so we did reach out to our city clerk's office just to make sure, you know, because to me, 31 seems like not a lot. It was definitely a smaller margin than we expected. Um, but they've assured us that 31 is actually a pretty good size um, amount to overcome if someone were to request a recount. So, you know, I have heard no indication from my opponent that they're considering that. And, you know, we're just doing our due diligence to make sure that if that does come up, the deadline is the middle of this week. So if they did want to request one that, you know, the the deadline hasn't passed yet, but we aren't expecting it. Um, having said that, we are prepared if it does come up to take that on and get the legal advice that we'd need to do. I don't quite know what the process would look like here, but we have lots of people advising us. So for now, we're, we're cautiously celebrating. Um, 
a very, very small margin of victory, yeah. but feeling great. That's huge. And you were, uh, were you were first-time candidate as well? Yeah, I was, which, you know, they say, like the old adage, is most first-time candidates don't win their first race. Yeah. I've certainly seen that, have, having helped a lot of other women candidates. Um, and it came right down to the wire. You know, we got the results from one precinct. We did not win the first precinct. And then when the second one came in, which is the one where I live, it was it was huge. So that put us over. Um, but really, really tense election night. And my whole family was sort of gathered at a restaurant downtown waiting to hear and I think I lost 10 years off my life waiting for those two precincts to come in. <laughs> I bet. That's a, it's so amazing. I, I could not believe when I looked at the results, especially I looked at like Julia and you right back to back. I was like, oh, my God, uh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it felt like everyone we backed this year won just about. There was only like one or two maybe. Yeah. Um, it just a, an amazing thing. And yep. like you said, 31 votes doesn't sound like a lot, but it's probably enough in an award in Malden. Um, compared to, you know, that large race that Julia ran in, which is citywide in Boston. Right. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think also, you know, most recounts actually end up in favor to a higher margin for the person who won exactly. initially is what we're told. So Usually yeah, they really end up with winning with more votes. That's usually exactly. what happens. Okay, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, again, we're really happy uh, that you called in and you came on our show a couple weeks ago and that, uh, most importantly that you won and then you do all the door knocking and you're going to change some things in Malden. But what, what do you think were, was like the big issue that people voted for you on? You know, it's interesting because I was running against another Democrat, um, albeit someone who skewed a little bit to the right of me. Um, but what we really found was that there were people who had never voted before or who were new to the city, kind of that first wave of gentrification that we're seeing. We have a lot of people who are moving in. Um, you know, having moved from Somerville, Cambridge, JP, other parts of Boston that they're getting priced out in terms of ownership. And so we really felt like people that we connected with on the deepest level were the folks who um, either were voting in Malden for the first time and were really happy to see someone very progressive at their door, um, more what they're used to in the area that they moved here from. Um, and then also just we made a huge effort to reach out to renters, um, the Chinese community, other folks that traditionally just get sort of ignored because, you know, you can. It's in Malden, it's sad, but the turnout is quite low normally. And you can really get reelected all the time just going to the same six or seven hundred homeowners that you've always, you know, counted on as your base. And we have analyzed the data from our election um, pretty intensively, not just because the margin was close, but because we're very curious about who are those people you know, that did put us over the top. And the more we slice and dice it, the more it's clear that it's just people who have not been reached before. So new voters. in that sense, you know, they're, yeah, they're new voters or they're first time voters in Malden that um, very interestingly were, were confused about our mayor's race. And in my opinion, our mayor's race was like night and day different. Right. We had a very, you know, liberal incumbent and then far right um, challenger. And some of these folks were just like, I, I can't tell the difference. Can you help me understand? So we did a lot of voter education, not just for our race, but for the at-large seats or Very for the important. mayor's race. Right. Right. So we do feel like, you know, in that sense, we've helped to build a movement, not just bringing new people to the table, but also helping them to understand kind of how to make those other votes in a way that helps them get the policies that they wanted to see, but where they really weren't sure, you know, who would support and stand up for the things they wanted. Excellent. And so where do you, like, what, what is your 
January, when you get into office, you're the new city councilor. What is your agenda day one? So day one, I'm looking towards the Super Tuesday. I want to make sure that we are getting ready to have an inclusive election because we had some issues this past week. We do not have interpreters at the polls in Malden, despite 30% of the city um, having language limitations or, um, you know, needing assistance. We had some problems on Tuesday where folks came to vote thinking they had not already voted and someone had already filled out an absentee ballot for them. That's being investigated. Wow. Um, lots of, I mean, if you look in the news about some of the stuff that happened in the last week of our election, like people flyering cars at churches, accusing the other person of being, you know, pro-abortion and thinking that a Catholic vote would go for that, just all kinds of terrible, terrible stuff. Um, and so I really feel like we need to set the tone. We have a special election that's coming up, the presidential primary. I want to fix some of those things and send a clear message, not only just thanking some of those new people that got me in, but also putting a stop to what we saw happen that, in my opinion, is completely unacceptable. Um, and then policy-wise, I've always said that I have a slate of affordable housing things that I'd like to get done, some of which have been inching along, you know, closer and closer to the election, things like finally adopting an inclusionary ordinance in Malden, um, starting a down payment assistance and security deposit assistance program, divert, uh, devoting some of our CPA money to an affordable housing trust fund for the first time. Those are things that we had proposed in our platform that the mayor has indicated he's um, very supportive of and city staff are working on now. And so they could come to a vote before I get inaugurated, but if they don't, or if they go, you know, piecemeal, then making sure that that gets done the right way is going to be my top priority in January. Awesome. I'm really excited that, that you got elected. everything I want to hear right there. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Malden. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm you happy know? for Malden. I'm happy for Malden. I'm I know a lot of people there, and yeah, I'm me happy too. for them. Yeah, yeah like Greg and yeah. Warren, all our friends. Yeah. We, we do have a lot of friends. And I... My family grew up in Malden, Melrose, my grandfather and grandmother. Oh, awesome. So I yeah. have way back Malden ties. So. I lived there for a minute. Yeah, so. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Most people have at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it affordable. You definitely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for calling in and, and giving us the update and congratulations, huge congratulations yeah. to Amanda, <laughs> you for winning. Thank you. And Malden. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for having me on before and tonight. I'd be happy to come back again in the future. We would love to have you back on. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much. That's uh, Amanda Linehan, who was uh, just elected Malden City Councilor. She's Malden City Councilor-elect now, Amanda Linehan. Awesome. And uh, she came on the show two weeks ago, and she won by 31 votes on Tuesday. A first-time candidate, which they say you usually have to run three or four times before right. you win. Right. She won the first time, 31 votes, amazing, and she's awesome. Like, she has been doing housing and doing this work for a long time now, and I'm really impressed with her. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to keep following her too. You know, that's uh, you know, Malden is you know at risk of becoming Somerville if we don't do something, and no one can afford that to live there. So, yep, I would like to see what happens. Um, it sounds like you you have a Young Jerks boost going on, huh? What is it? You you got the Young Jerks boost for all these candidates. They came on the show and then they won. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 we can pretend that. Maybe I mean, you know, when when it, when you only win by ten votes, maybe we did give them ten votes. But 
I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah I, I, can you take credit for Julia Mejia when she's so, like okay. jumping on TT? Did you see her on Twitter? Oh, I mean, yeah. she's like running into salons. She's going to the bodega. She's, she's jumping on T buses. In heels. Yeah. Looking in high amazing. heels. Looking amazing. Like, and like, you know, we, I mean, she found people wearing the same shirt I was wearing in like Dorchester, Roxbury. Like, did you see that? Less yeah, yeah. We, uh, more. Uh, uh, what is it? Less or uh, more weed, less no. Yeah, yeah more, more weed, less, less green. Yeah, I saw <laughs> some folks at the party. It's our people. She's like amazing. Yeah. And so I can't take credit like that. We can't. But hey, I think we're good luck. It feels. I think nice. at this point we're good luck. Yeah. And I think we we're picking winners now. I think so. I think so. And not just because they're gonna win, but because they believe they're in the, the right, right issues. Yeah. And that people are finally waking up. I think that's one of the things we do, one of the things we do we can take credit for is having the conversation about these things. Right. We've been talking about housing now for a while yeah and it's like all of a sudden this year people seem to get it now like I before know. it was we when we brought these issues up on the show people were like can we just talk about cannabis yeah. again <laughs> like, like okay we'll talk about cannabis for a yeah. time and it's Which, still important there's still stuff going yeah, on we sh yeah we should talk about cannabis today because yeah. there's a lot going on i don't even know what time we have but we've gotten what five six people who we've were got just five elected. winners on yeah today. we've had five winners in a row on call so. in if you want to call in and you're a winner you didn't you don't have to have run for an election on tuesday but you got to be a winner if you call in today <laughs> yeah, right. 617-702-2542 if you want to call in but there's a lot of other things we could talk about um uh, i want to talk about uh the vapes the you know there's this vape ban going oh, on oh yeah and it's there's been some news on the medical marijuana and maybe it's lifted. We have a story from Grant Smith on midnightmass.substack.com that you should check out. Uh, Cannabis Control Commissioner uh, Shalene Title retweeted re re it, it and she uh, obviously recommended the story. So check that out from Grant Smith, um, his latest story about the vape ban, the medical cannabis vape ban. We also had a latest update uh, on there as well, I posted today another kind of, you know, little update uh, with some comments from Shalene Title um, about the vape ban. So definitely check out midnightbass.substack.com if you want to talk about the vape ban at all. But it looks like they've kind of, the CDC has come out and they think they know what it is at this point. And it looks like it's this acetate. It's like it's vitamin, uh, vitamin E acetate. acetate. Yeah. I don't and know. It, and it comes from this one, you know, one source. And so we think it's going to be settled. Uh, I think the vape ban should definitely be lifted at this point in Massachusetts. They have a total vape ban. It's the only state that has a total vape ban. It should definitely be lifted. Uh, it, they should just ban that, that, you know, vitamin E. Acetate. Yeah, just that one ingredient if that's what's doing it. Um, and and if, if there's other issues with the, you know, soldering, some people thought it might be heavy metals, may, maybe look at regulating that as well within the vape. But a blanket vape ban at this point is hurting more people than it's helping because it's sending people to the black market where the vitamin E acetate right. is. So we need to lift the vape It's like ban. the moonshine of vapes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been a lot of you know stories on that, but uh, you can check out midnightmass.substack.com if you want to read more about it. Um, I also want to mention there's a federal probe going on in cannabis right now of uh, the contracts, the host community agreements that the cities and towns have signed with the cannabis operators. There was, you know, everyone knows about... Uh, the mayor of New Bedford, or was it Fall River, Jassel uh, Korea, and his his problems. Um, now they're looking into other cities and towns: Boston, Salem, uh, yeah, Uxbridge. They're they're the feds are doing a fishing expedition, but some of these might 
come up with something. And Boston, we you know, we we talked about this. We predicted this actually, and we said that they'd be looking at Boston and Salem specifically. Wasn't and that seems like where they may actually be zeroing in. So gonna be very interesting to see what happens there. I hear um, there was like money like given back or whatever, different like donations that were returned because of all this or something. I haven't heard Somebody, that. Oh, okay. Where, 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 where are you getting that from? Um, OCPS stuff from another friend of mine, so I need to actually cite my source on I that. I haven't heard but anything on that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're talking about the mayor giving yeah, back campaign yeah, donations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, Mayor Walsh did announce he was giving back, I think, two to $3,000 of campaign contributions in the last year or two or whatever. But, you know, yeah. that was from the Herald. I don't even know if the Herald knows all the campaign contributions. Right. I thought I found more than that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we should take a look and see if there's actually more money there. And the mayor, we, we can create a little story out of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, but, uh, all yeah, the money, the right? Mayor Walsh just started giving back campaign contributions from medical, uh, the mayor of Boston. Um, but the other story I want to mention is this Minifan thing, the Murchison. Have you heard about this? Uh, I can't keep. Uh, yes and no. I've I haven't followed that this latest thing on it, so I'm I'm happy to hear about it. Okay, you know who Kirk Minahan is? Of course I do. Okay, um, and you know I kind of didn't. Yeah. Yeah, you probably guessed that we're not. You're not a fan of Kirk Minahan. No. Do you know him that well? Do you listen to him? I you mean, don't really. We don't you know, know each other well. I know that a lot of people I like and am friends with aren't a big fan. Okay. So. <laughs> so, uh, but Kirk Minif uh, Minahan has been getting harassed by this activist guy, uh, Bob Murchison, who's like a billionaire. He's like a hedge <laughs> fund guy. Okay. And I guess he's been like, through ownership of stocks and stuff, he's kind of been an activist where he's like, you know, made companies do things. So it's like Robin Hood stockbroker? Kind of, yeah. yeah. For good? Yeah, some, I mean, for some causes. Cool. But on this Kirk Minahan thing, like he, he drove Kirk Minahan off WEI cause he, cause he didn't like the content cause his son is trans and he felt like Kirk and them were against trans and commenting on trans. They kind of are. Yes and no. I mean, I think some of the stuff, uh, is probably objectionable. Um, but more, I think it was the people that Kirk was, ho yeah, Kirk's got a, you know, potty mouth. Right. And he's kind of, you know, a joker and he does say some, you know, crazy things, but I think it was more about Jerry Callahan, honestly, uh, that was more anti-trans than, than Minahan anyways. But anyway, so they're, they're now off EEI. They're off the public airwaves. And now Kirk Minahan has a podcast that's on um, basically, uh, what do you call it, Barstool Sports? Ugh. Yeah. And, and basically now, you know, Kirk, he attacked EEI as he left, and now he's attacking his own people at Barstool Sports, which is interesting. But that's not the, what we're talking about here is Bob Murchison. And I came out because basically Bob Murchison is continuing the campaign against Kirk Minahan. And I question Bob Murchison because I don't see a movement of LGBTQ behind him. I don't see like him raising money, awareness. It's like at this point, Kirk Minahan is like saying all the right things. Like he's like he's with LGBTQ. You know, he, Kirk Minahan even wants to raise money. He wants to have a truce between this guy and this guy's still harassing him. And at the same time, there's no public face. Like, Bob Murchison's supposed to be this activist for LGBTQ, but really it looks like just a vendetta against the Kirk Minahan show. Ooh. There's no public face to Bob Murchison's activism. He's not coming on this show. It's, it sounds like a It's like a secret. It's a, it's a <laughs> secret campaign. Do you see what I'm saying? It sounds like a couple of assholes fighting. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think Kirk is like, I, I like Kirk more now than I do Bob is where I came out. Oh, like, not that I love Benny Hain or whatever, 
And not that I vouch for his material or tell you to go listen to it, but I've been harassed the same way. Right. You, you know okay. that. You, yeah, it's You've harassment. been aware of that. Yeah. Like, so some people were trying to get rid of the show. Right, right. When and it they, comes because to they thought they had a little power. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't, you know, for me, if those people weren't such sad sacks, <laughs> and what they try to do is they try to shut us down behind the scenes, and they're supposed to be activists, and they won't come out and do it publicly? If they won't talk about it on Twitter and Facebook, why, why they're doing it? Right, right. Like I call bullshit on that, and that happened to me. Um, right. and, and I see that the, this guy is pretty much doing the same thing to Minahan. Now, this guy has a little Twitter account, but he, again, he's not even putting his name on his Twitter account. Uh, he's not speaking to anyone in the press. When the press calls him, he doesn't even want to talk to him. He did one story with the Boston Magazine, and that was it. And I just feel like at this point, He's hurting LGBTQ more than he's helping because all he did was stir all these people against him. You're, you're fighting someone it's, with a very public platform who has an audience that loves him and you're not winning them over. And that's my my advice was like to Bob Murchison, like you're failing at activism. Yeah. And you're okay. giving us activists a bad name. And this is why it's because you're doing it in secret. And because you're not even willing to work with Kirk Minahan, Kirk Minahan at this point wants to do a big party and raise money. He's even naming like large amounts of money. He's having people, he had someone on this week uh, from the trans community to tell their story. You know, we're not mocking them, like really listening to them. Oh, so I feel like, him. yeah, you know, that's all right. And that's, so that's where yeah. I'm at. at, at I'm uh, interested to see if anybody decides to go on and they did. They booked it. They already went on. They went on. And they're going to actually come on this show t next week. I oh, think. I will. Yeah. That same person. So Very cool. Very Do you know cool. what I mean? Okay, cool. And so, like, the mini fans are, like, you know, kind of on our side now. And I've said all kinds of awful things about Kirk. I in know. The past. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, really? Really, Mike? Okay. We're switching But sides? that's a thing. Like, yeah. that's a thing for me. Like, I feel like Kirk and I and whoever and many fans, we can have it out on Twitter, but I'm not going to try to have them removed. And especially well, yeah. when it's like he's on a podcast. Yeah. And he's not um, Richard Spencer. Right, right. He's not right. even Howie Carr. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like really, listen to Kirk's show. Yeah. It's you know? And, and, and at one point, the you know, one of the things that personally touched me about Kirk Minahan is when he went through all that, he got suicidal. There was so much stress on him at AEWEI. He took a break. He went to McLean's, mm -hmm. and he came out, and he did a whole show on it and talked all about it about how he was standing in front of the train at the MBTA in Winchester, I believe it was, and he was, like, ready to jump in the tracks. He was, like, planning when, where to do it, how much time. Like, he was going, he was doing test runs. Uh, when he told that story, I found, found it was, like, some of the best content I've heard in a long time, and I, I really did like it. So I think there is a good side of Kirk Minahan. Okay. Um, but some of the stuff I've hated, honestly. Uh, some of the stuff he's gone after some women I did not like, you know, with Jerry. I don't know who was actually more responsible than him and Jerry on that. But to me, it's like I shouldn't be the decider whether Kirk Minahan gets to do a podcast. That's true. You know? Right. I can object to it. I can complain about it on Twitter. I can tell people maybe I don't think they should listen to it or whatever or that I love it. But to be the sole person to be in secret 
that's what I that's yeah. my issue with Bob Murchison. It's like it's like, you know, you can we've had people that we know censored and taken down that we don't feel we're saying anything wrong. You know, like it, it happens it, a lot. It happens a lot. So I don't like when censorship happens to my friends. Mm. So I, I guess I don't really like when censorship happens to other people. Especially not outright hate speech. Yeah, Nazis, especially when it's you know, one person. Just, that's yeah. what I feel like. Like this is a vendetta of one. Yeah, Do you right. Know what I mean? it's just, yeah. Like the one person shouldn't decide whether my show gets to stay on the air. Right. Well, that's absolutely true. But and 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 that's what a lot of people try to pull on you. You know, yeah. I've, I've seen it happen. Not you know. There's one example you know of. I yeah. Know you do. We're not going to even get into that. But there's been other ones, and it's always like one person, or yeah. two people, or three people. But it's not like you know. They can't do. It's anything. not like a community's like you know yeah. what this guy has ruined us and we's ruined, you know. And when I put this out this week, there was no one from the LGBTQ community who said, Mike, you're wrong. Right. Sometimes I'll have a, a hot take on something and then people come back and I hear from them and I say, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. But there's not one person that said, Mike, you're wrong on this. So, yeah. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, this is part of what goes into a uh, risk of being a public, you know, podcast public host, public figure. And, um, you know, I consider it a warning. Don't let one person take you off the air, man. You know, just don't like just do the right thing and try to speak your mind and don't be like complete, you know, unless you're like a Nazi or something. But, you know, uh I hope that he stands up to people who are trying to take him off the air. Not that I particularly like Kirk Menahan or his fans. Right. But, like, maybe that's it. But, you know, I, if they're, you know, it, it is a whole other segment of people. So, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a couple of We got some exciting. new followers from Kirk Menahan, the, mi the mini fans this week. And uh, I got to say, I like MHP. I like the real MHP. Really? I, I, it's one of the, he, he's got his own show called the Mini Fan Show, I think it is. Okay. Or, and he's, you know, uh, I like him. Okay. I'll check it out then. Him. I'll check it out then. You even, know? Though, even though we don't agree on a lot of our politics. Yeah, I'll check it out because I need to listen to more and, stuff. And, and I'll give Kirk Minahan some criticism this week too because uh, I thought it was ballless that he had Donald J. Trump Jr. on his show this week and didn't go after him like he goes after everyone else. <laughs> okay, are we supposed to like this guy? <laughs> Wait, we'll let that go. Not, okay. We'll let that go now because we're going to switch up. I got to make an announcement. Oh, you do? We're going to do that too. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, okay. uh, we got some feedback. People are listening. We do have a lot of feedback. Actually, my I want to read a few things. Yeah, I, got, go I got them right here. The first mm -hmm. thing I want to get to is uh, they're checking. Uh, Ethan Long writes, yeah, it was from the Herald. He's talking about the contributions we were talking about Mayor Walsh gave back. And he said, but they got a quote from one of Walsh's spokespeople, which is pretty funny. Uh, someone else writes barstool, ew. Exactly. Don't like that. Uh, Ethan also writes also that Herald article was written by an actual journalist, not anyone from Tom Shattuck <laughs> or any of those people. <laughs> yeah, we don't like Tom Shattuck. No. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like him. I, I, Tom's actually had me on the Herald Radio, and we've been kind of friendly in the past. I just don't like his work, his politics. No. You know, I just whatever. I go after him a lot. Uh, <laughs> Not that I don't like him as a person. I'm sure if I hung out with him, I wouldn't mind him, actually. I think he's kind of funny at times. He is funny sometimes. Um, I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast writes. Interesting. The vape ban is to sabotage cannabis legalization. Baker and Haley had to uh, cave on deliveries and social consumption. Um, I think that's a valid point. You know, and, and people say that we always you know, favor one party over the other. Uh, Haley, A.G. Haley. 
she's she's also culpable in this and she's a democrat and she's the leading person that may replace charlie baker so charlie baker the top two politicians basically in the state government who have screwed us over and i agree 100 percent with that comment uh from our friend who also has his own podcast yeah i'd like to hear that podcast i am cannabis sativa podcast you can also find that on anchor and everywhere else uh you you listen to your podcasts cool um yeah, so 617-702-2542 is our phone number if you want to call in. I want to thank Lauren Pespiza for coming in today. I want to thank Brian Murphy behind the board for dealing with all these phone calls. We, we did it. We got them all in. It's, it's been a busy one here on the on the. What do we have, line. five elected officials calling? Five, five great phone calls from five elected officials. Soon to be elected. Well, I mean, they, are, they have been elected. Yeah, they are elected they're officials. Elected. That's elected. Elected. Candidate yeah. elect. They're winners. Yeah, candidate yeah. elect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And they're all new. Uh, every yeah. uh, every one of them, Quintin's actually, Quinton has been, yeah, in, office. been in office. Four out of five new. One is a second term. Right. So amazing. Uh, again, I want to thank all the candidates for calling. Uh, Jeevan Sabrino Wheeler, mm-hmm. uh, Cambridge City Councilor-elect. Amazing. I would not have predicted him. Julia Mejia, also uh, Boston City Councilor-elect at large. Huge. She won by 10 votes. Uh, also, Amanda Linehan for calling in from Malden, uh, also a Malden uh, city councilor-elect. And we also had Quinton calling in. He's uh, our Cambridge city councilor, re-elected. Re-elected. And we're missing one. We had Liz Breeden. Yes. My who district. is also a Boston city councilor. District elect. 9. Yeah, district 9. She so. won an amazing win. Yeah. So now you have something you want to say yeah, so, before we leave. Yes, before we leave, um, you know, we've had all these uh, winning candidates call in, and one of the major topics that everybody kind of ran and won on is uh, housing. So I've actually started to spread my wings, and I'm starting my own podcast, my own radio show, wow. basically doing it our style. I've learned a lot from you. Um, and uh, it's called Renters Rising. I'm doing it with Herb and right next door. And uh, we're starting tomorrow night with a test run, maybe call in and make fun of us. To start, tell us how we're doing. Uh, one thing I want to ask, if you are a renter and you have like horror stories about your landlord, give us a shout. Email rentersrising at gmail.com. We want to be on your side and we also want to talk to people who are fighting for you and we want to build a community around this. And, you know, um, doing it with some DSA folks. As we say, they have a lot of power. So I'm really excited about the show and I hope that people, you know, it's all on Facebook, Renters Rising, Twitter, uh, we're going to probably use Anchor, too. We're going to have, you know, a podcast on iTunes. We're going to be doing the Facebook Live. Same thing. Renters Rising. At Tune Renters in. Rising on Twitter. At Facebook, Renters Rising. Which I just liked and followed. You yes, I just started kind of coming out with it. Um, and I've been, you know, meaning to do my own thing for a long time. And this seems like the issue to, you know, that's really been mattering to me for a while. And uh, I kind of want to do for renters what you did for the cannabis community. There you go. Because you had patients on and you had people helping them. And right. look how it turned out. And I just, you know, like, that's been so inspiring to work with you over the years and, like, see how we you did that. We yeah, like, you know. That's it, my advice, too, if people uh, for podcasts or activism or advocacy. A lot of people want to be like Dan Rather. <laughs> no, You know no, what I mean? No. Or, like, you know. Anderson Cooper, you know what I mean? They want to be, they want to be national. They want to be like you know, Bill. Yeah, who who's it? Uh, Barack Obama. We mentioned him earlier. They <laughs> they want to be that guy, the national. No, you know, no. Like, or Elizabeth Warren. But you know what? Start local. Start local, and you know, focus on where you can actually win. 
And it's more fun. It's more fun when people call if in. If you it's fix more your fun. backyard and make it really good, if your backyard is the best backyard, <laughs> your neighbors are probably going to fix their backyard next. Oh. And that's what we did. We just focused on our backyard, our local Boston area. And, you know, once we could get things going there, then it's statewide. And then, you know, wow, everyone, wow, once Massachusetts did decrim, everyone else wanted to do Once right. Massachusetts did medical, once Massachusetts did legal, all these other states are going legal. So just start in your backyard, whatever exactly. your issue is, and pick one issue. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we're focused. We, we, we go to other issues now because we're tired of cannabis in some respects. <laughs> you already, you won. We did <laughs> win a lot of respect, but there's we still won. a lot of fight left. But, yeah. but like, you know, you, you're Renters a millennial. Rising. This really matters to you. This is You're been, a millennial. I'm a, you're a renter. Yes. This is the big issue This for you. is the big issue. We got because the you, Patreon. you may not be able to live around where you want to live anymore. Right. I want to stay here. And I want, I and every all of my friends, all the people I've worked with over the election and, you know, before that, just like, you're going to be part of the show too if you want to. Reach out to me. I want to make this a community the way the Young Jerks has been a cannabis community. I want us to, like, sort of rise up. Renters rising. It's easy to remember. So yeah. tune in. We're kind of starting off tomorrow, but uh, we'll be, you know, testing stuff. So maybe the week after we'll start getting gas and doing the thing and doing the thing. So I, you know, appreciate um, all the candidates who called in today really made yeah. me really happy. And yeah, I appreciate cool. being on with you today. It's, it's uh, nice to be I'm back in the happy. seat behind the mic. It's just, yeah, it feels it was good. good to sit with you. Um, yeah. I hope you come in more, you know, we'll, we'll have you in on every once in a while too. Yeah, that's true. You know, we can trade guests and yeah. stuff like that. We can yeah. collaborate. It's but even if you like to sit in too, like yeah. you did today. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, again, our phone number six one seven seven zero two two five four two. A lot of listeners today, but not many calls beyond the elected. Uh, so if you want to call in and you're a listener, we got a little time left. We got a little time left. <laughs> You know, we, we didn't we mi we did miss some calls, too, because other people, you know, we had candidates throughout not can candidates. What am I calling them? city councilor elects on the line all throughout the show. But um, it's so funny when I mentioned Dan rather earlier. Ryan was like, what the hell? Who knows? Dan? I could tell Dan in his face, like, who knows Dan Rather? <laughs> who who not only who knows Dan Rather, who wants to be Dan Rather at this point? I know. How about Walter Cronkite? Is that OK? Yeah. Oh, Walter Cronkite. I want to be Peter so cool. Jennings. Or, I forget who's cool now. Like, I can't keep up. Peter Jennings. Okay. Peter Jennings. All right. I don't know. I grew up watching I want to be uh, John Cena. I'll just throw it John out. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to be, be The John Rock? Cena? You know? yeah. <laughs> oh. I want to be uh, someone who can dance. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we're the Young Jerks, and we're having fun today. My name is Mike Crawford. We're Lauren Pespiza. It's I'm good Lauren to have Pespiza. her back. Should I go by Lauren Pepsi or Lauren Pespiza? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's up to you? I have some See, I don't have I don't have any say on that because it's your own show. I've noticed I gotta make I, a lot I, of choices. Unless here. I have a definitive answer, I'm not gonna even <laughs> try. I'm gonna be like, that's up to you, Lauren. Uh, decisions. Millennials need to decide for themselves. Oh man. You I have given you everything that you Oops. needed to get you going and now you give me the bug. You, that's your answer. that's the radio your, bug. You to figure out. Yep. But again, I wanna thank uh, our audience for listening, yeah. our supporters. I want to thank all the commenters yeah. on Facebook. I hope that they comment on my stuff, too, because we got some really good ones. Yeah. I want to thank um, Grant Smith. He's commenting. I want to thank him for writing uh, yeah. one of the recent stories on MidnightMass.substack.com. And uh, also, we had a uh, contribution from Peter Bernard on there, too, uh, about the host community agreement. So we got a few recent stories on cannabis. MidnightMass.substack.com. Definitely check that out. And if you want to support us, you can do so. You can give us a little money every month. I think it's uh, five bucks a month on there to help us create more content. We're, we're trying to start paying and feeding 
uh, some of the writers and contributors, but it's hard. <laughs> so, cool. you know, your $5 does help. Is that Patreon? No, we we have a Patreon. Some people still give into it, but we kind of turned people, like, we started that, and we were like, we don't really like it. Okay. But people were giving on it, and so we told some of the people to stop giving and start giving through our Midnight Mass, the Substack. But some people are still giving on Patreon. Okay. So, you know, if they're still giving on Patreon, we just give them the same membership on okay. you know what i mean i see what you're saying yeah i, I but do we don't actually, really promote I'm, that I'm anymore we're not asking people to give on patreon okay i'm, I'm gonna we're ask gonna you a few questions it. about that midnightmass.substack.com okay. that's where we do all our updates and we do all the stuff we started to do with patreon that yeah because you've got all the journalists and stuff too you've yeah, got we you want to do real yeah. content not yeah. like you know i don't know that patreon's too weird for us really <laughs> i don't know i might do some weird episodes we'll yeah. see that, depends that how much might they pay work me. for you but you know? for us we want something different yeah com is for us cool <laughs> so if you want to give money that's another way to give money anchor.com uh, or anchor.fm slash the young jerks excuse me is also another way if you want to give money to our podcast as well so that we create more podcasts you can do that too there's two different ways you can give to us really but i want to thank everyone for sharing supporting commenting make sure you like us on twitter and facebook at the young jerks j-u-r-k-s thank you and remember to keep your eye out for renters rising my new show focusing on housing in boston and you know rent control and uh, stuff like that so. at renters rising at renters rising on all the things i got yes. all the domains yes wherever you go you put that in you're gonna find me it's gonna be great <laughs> i want to thank everyone for uh listening today and following supporting us um i thank you for the comments i want to thank lauren again and uh, i want to thank you all right i'll take it i had so much fun talking to all the winning candidates yeah today. wasn't awesome <laughs> so again uh, we talked we started with jivan uh, i'm screwing up the jivan name. jivan sobrano Wheeler, and then we talked to Quentin, and then we talked to Julia Mejia, mm -hmm. and then we we heard from Liz, which was amazing. Yep. We didn't even expect Surprise. that one. Liz Breeden, and then we heard from Amanda Linehan, and all of these folks are uh, city councilor elects, except for Quentin, who's already a city councilor, and he just won re-election, but uh, four out of five of them, first-time candidates that won. Yeah, it's been a, it's, there's been a, you know, we've won some, we lost some, but there's been a lot of winners. And I think that's what's just most important to keep our eye on them, you know. It's amazing. Make sure they stick to their promises. I love this, because we're starting to see real change around Yeah, here. this has been a big wave of change. Yeah. Like, it's like the last people, couple of years. Yeah. Younger it, people, women, people of color. Yeah, like my friends Progressives, voted. real progressives. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and so, you know, hopefully that can, we'll see what that does in the presidential election and what that, what that brings out. I mean, Massachusetts, it's not... You know, we kind of know how it's going to go, but it'll it, it maybe this winning will activate people to get involved. You know, that's what I'm so. hoping, and I just think to so. stay focused. More people on are running, it. more people are getting involved in campaigns, more people are yeah. door knocking. I know, I started doing it, man. Like, <laughs> there you go. So grassroots. So again, we're the Young Jerks. We'll see you next week, 5 p.m. Yeah, we'll see you, Mike Crawford. I want to thank all our guests, Lauren Pespiza, Brian Murphy. Again, see you next week, Young Jerks. Looking to promote and advertise your brand, product, your cannabis business, or even a political campaign locally in Massachusetts? Consider The Young Jerks. We have a weekly live streaming show and a podcast that reaches thousands of people every single week in Massachusetts. And a lot of them are the top tastemakers, 
and policymakers in cannabis in Massachusetts, from CEOs to bud tenders to politicians to elected leaders. That's our audience. If you're lo- looking to reach that audience, Michael C underscore 100 at hotmail.com.